Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Rob Crother! Chatting with the WrestlePro Silver Champion and uh, current standalone wrestling heavyweight champion. Awesome match with our dude uh, Joe Gacy a couple months ago. And now uh, one of the best on the planet right now. A lot of momentum behind this guy. And that's the one and only Mr. Sean Donovan. Mr. Donovan, thank you for a few minutes. How are you, man? Hey, I'm very well. The is all yours. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely. No, it really is, it, though. It is, man. Uh, it's an honor. And thank you again for a few minutes. What a crazy past couple months it's been for you. Uh, in fact, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this time last Monday you were at the Barclays Center uh, for Monday Night Raw, part of the Conga line. Uh, a few months before that, you're fighting Andrade, man. What's it like being uh, Sean Donovan right now and uh, being, you know, on USA Network? Uh, it's, it, it's a very cool feeling, um, but a lot of times, as, as cool as that is, like any other business, you're only as good as your last performance, so, you know, it's nice to have that, that high and get an opportunity like that, but once once you go back through that curtain, the work just continues, the grind doesn't stop, you just continue going on a daily basis until, you know, something finally clicks on a, on a bigger scale, but... Uh, you know, I have done uh, extra work for WWE over the course of my career, uh, probably close to 20, if not more times. Wow. And, uh, you know, I was lucky to have a, a dark match very early on in my career. Um, but other than that, every time I've been there, it's either got something or I'm doing security. Or if not, I get to sit around and, and learn and I get to eat some really delicious catering all day. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a very humbling opportunity being, to be chosen, uh, you know, from all the extras that were there to uh, fill this spot that was, uh, from my understanding, a last-minute rewrite. So uh, all I could do is go out there and do the job that I'm asked to do and uh, see where it takes me. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, and, uh, Sean, this is Chris uh, from the Bob Culture Podcast. Um, just going to rewind it a little bit. Uh, just wanted to know uh, how you got your start in the business and uh, who were some of your influences growing up? Sure. Uh, so I started uh, training in 2001. Uh, I trained at a local school in Jersey with uh, a local journeyman who opened up a school by the name of Kevin Knight. Okay. Uh, he had a partner by the name of uh, A.J. Sparks, who actually is... Uh, Still to this day, a very, very uh, close friend of mine, as I've kept in contact with him. Um, I used to go to uh, independent wrestling shows all across New York and New Jersey uh, from the mid, you know, the mid to late '90s, uh, and there were really cool promotions. There's a lot of journeymen that are out there that I remember from my time that unfortunately never got big breaks. But uh, you know, there was one company in particular um, that was run by AJ Sparks called New Jack City Wrestling. Uh, which he then 
stopped running those and he paired up with Kevin Knight and they started running shows under what was called the IWF banner, which was for, stood for Independent Wrestling Federation. Uh, and I had met Kevin and AJ at a show and uh, I had asked about how to get into the wrestling business and it just so happened that a couple of months prior, uh, they had opened up a wrestling school that was in West Patterson, New Jersey. Uh, oh, I went wow. and checked out the school. Um, Simon Diamond was one of the guys helping to train students at the time. Uh, Dawn Marie, if you can remember her. Yeah, from of her course, both goals ECW alumni. That's it. She was, uh, she was dating Simon Diamond at the time, and she was preparing to be signed by WWE. Uh, this is right at the close of ECW. Uh, I checked out the school. I really liked it. I just didn't have the funds to, uh, at the time to, uh, you know, invest in that. Um, but I did save my money and a, and a year later they actually held what a lot of schools these days hold, which is kind of called like a fantasy camp. It's a one day camp to just try and see if you have an interest in really doing this. And, uh, they said the winner would be, uh, granted free training and, uh, you know, I went and I gave it a shot, and, uh, you know, I took that first bump in the ring, and I knew it was something that uh, I really still wanted to pursue, because I awesome. wanted to do this since I was a kid. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't win the free training, but <laughs> I came in second, and uh, oh, wow. AJ Sparks offered me to still train there at half the cost, Oh wow! Uh, okay. and I literally wrote a check that day, and, you know, here I am. You know, almost 20 years later, and I'm still I'm still doing it. So wow, that's a, that's an amazing story. Timing really is everything. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And I can tell you, with all the opportunities that I've ever had, or do- doors that were closed on me, uh, like anything in life, timing is everything. It's right, it's right time in front of the right people. Yeah, exactly. Very, very well said. And, uh, you know, touching on that, like you said, you've been doing this for some time, but right now you're red hot. And, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, I want to mention a name to you after a very uh, emotional night. We were there back at WrestleCon. Yeah, we were definitely there. I believe it was back in November. Uh, the name Danny Moff, what does that mean to you? Uh, friend, mentor, um, brother, family, uh, whatever you want to call that. Um, just taking a step back because I forgot to answer the other part of your question about my influence. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, uh, and I'll actually, it actually ties into Danny Moff a little bit, too, because when I was a kid, I was always very prone to the uh, the villains. So, <laughs> you know, growing up a lot, it was it was the Arn Andersons. It was Ooh. the Terry Funks. Nice. Um, these were guys that just moved me emotionally when I would watch TV. Uh, but the only really, the, the only good guy that I ever got into was the ultimate warrior and a lot of it was because of his his over-the-top personality his character his entrance the color the pageantry of all of that yeah definitely uh, but always being involved in the villains you know again years later you talk about influences again going to those indie shows uh i used to be a huge fan of going to the jersey all pro shows and I started going right around the top. Uh, Danny Moff and Steve Mack started, and they were the hit squad. And, you know, there were guys that ever walked to the ring that I was scared shitless of <laughs> as a fan. Uh, it was the two of them. So kind of coming full circle to the, uh, your other part of that question of what he means to me, uh, you can throw fan on top of all of the other accolades. 
Wow. Wow, yeah. And what an emotional night. Now, that obviously propelled you, you know, I'll call it a little bit of a passing of a torch to just that particular match, man. Like, what a moment. Uh, you know, immediately, you know, or not too long after that, great match. Uh, we saw you with LSG not too long ago, capturing that silver title, um, working with our good friend uh, Chad, Standalone Wrestling, uh, getting, you know, getting the top title in that company, the Standalone wrestling heavyweight championship match um what is it what does it mean to you right now to kind of have this momentum behind you and having these great matches uh i what it means to me is uh it's a culmination of being able to stick around and stick through it all um there's not many guys that are still left from my era uh when i broke into wrestling that are still doing this at such a high level so that in itself is really uh, a piece for me to look at and say there's no stopping now because everyone's time comes differently. Everyone's time to break out happens at different points of their career. Some it happens early and maybe some for, for others like myself it happens later on. Uh, I would venture to say the last three years of my career uh, have had more bookings than I had in the first you know, 15 of that. Wow. Um, but this momentum ride is really cool um, to see. And I know our business changes and the styles change. Um, but I still feel that there is still room for that old school style of wrestling to be mixed in with today's style, which uh, I really feel that, uh, you know, I'm able to do that very well. Um, so for me, uh, it's really cool to see this momentum because uh, the last time I actually held a singles title was 2016. Mm. Um, and in my entire career, this is only the, uh, I would venture to say, the fifth singles title that I've ever won. Wow. Um, That's and not very to surprising. say that I anything um, because at the end of the day, championships are great. But how many guys have held championships and have disappeared? Yeah, that's um, true. So Good for point. me, it's about longevity. It, to me, it's about having great matches. But for an example, to have a company like WrestlePro that I've been here for four years grinding, uh, finally being given a chance to be given a ball to run with, and for standalone wrestling to believe in my abilities uh, as a character, as a performer, to lead their company... I hold that in high regard and it makes me want to work even harder um, to show people that, hey, in one area, age doesn't matter and B, um, my style can still work in today's wrestling where everyone is doing so many incredible acrobatic maneuvers and things of that nature. Um, I still feel that my ground and pound old school style can still get over and be different. Yeah, we, we definitely, we completely agree on that. Um, also, too, you talk about WrestlePro giving you a chance. What's it like giving back uh, to WrestlePro as a, as a coach? What is that like? Um, to me, it's phenomenal. Um, there's, a, there's a certain void that you – or not a void, I wouldn't say. There's a certain thing that, that you get when you work with young talent um, in any line of work and when you're able to see them spread their wings and the light bulb goes on and it clicks yeah. and they just – they start going out there and they start really killing it on the on the circuit. Um, to me, that's really cool. That's something to me that money can't buy. Uh, you know, on the flip side of Sean Donovan outside the ring, that is what I do a lot on a day-to-day -day basis. I train people. Um, so it comes very natural to me. 
Um, but I was fortunate to be given a lot of knowledge early on by a lot of guys that are not around our sport anymore. They unfortunately have either retired and moved on and they don't get involved much in the business anymore, or unfortunately a few of them have passed away. Mm. So they're not around anymore to give that knowledge. And the fact that I was beneficial to get a lot of that is really cool um, because now I can take what was given to me and my experiences uh, and give back to them. Because as much knowledge as I gained, I also had a lot of guys back when I started that were concerned about losing their spot, so to speak, so they weren't willing to give as much knowledge. Uh, For me, I'm a guy that's very confident in my abilities and my spot. So as I like to tell the young students at WrestlePro, please come for my spot because I'm not ready to give it up yet. (laughs) And you're going to have to work that much harder to take it. Uh, But I really, I love giving back. I love training. I love being able to pass along that knowledge uh, because I have such an innate passion for the business. Uh, I feel I'm like an encyclopedia. I know a lot of things that a lot of guys probably forget. So for me, I can talk about this business 24-7, the highs, the lows, the ups and downs, the awesome things about it, and just still be a fan while giving that knowledge. So being entrusted by guys like Pat Buck and Kevin Matthews who run a tight shift to help um, lead a lot of the students along with uh, Bobby Wayward um, at, at our school is really awesome to be a part of. And it's, uh, you know, it's been a long time because I really enjoyed as much training there and I still do it. Uh, I love being able to give back to anybody and everybody that ever wants my, my, my feedback. If they value it, I'm more than happy to share it. Yeah, it's definitely all about giving back. That's awesome. It is, man. And you're doing everything. You know, and WrestlePro is such like an amazing place. Um, you know, Pat and his wife and uh, Kevin Mathis, they've all been very good to us. And we love going to those shows over in Rahway. Um, a lot of great talent coming out of there. Uh, Bowens, obviously Chris Statlander. That was a crazy interview for us. She kept us on our toes. But just so many, just uh, VSK right now is killing it. So much great talent coming out of there. Uh, it's a really, really special place. You know, moving forward, man, we see a lot of news going on with you as well. A little bit outside the ring, there's a video game coming out working with this company called Virtual Basement. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, actually the way that it works is, uh, or the way that it worked was the gentleman from this company uh, reached out to me about it. He had actually seen Danny Moth and I perform uh, at a few chaotic shows up in Massachusetts um, and had reached out to us through uh, my current nemesis, Mr. LSG, and I was able to get in touch with this gentleman and uh, he you know, kind of broke everything down of what it is and what it's about. And at the end of it, um, it really sounded like a cool deal. I know it's very early on in its development. Um, they just put a, a link to a gentleman on YouTube who announced some more names being involved in this game, like Brian Cage um, and a few other Ring of Honor stars. So it just seemed like a really cool fit. Um, it's kind of humbling to be in the presence and, uh, you know, the roster that they're building with a lot of these guys. It's a really cool feeling to be a part of something like that. Uh, and I'm, I'm very excited to see where it goes and, you know, where I can help, you know, in the promotion process part of it and be involved in, in any other ways if they need help with it. So uh, very cool to uh, be in that, uh, in that cast of all those incredible performers. 
Yeah, that's very unique. I'm definitely picking that up when that comes out. That's that's awesome, and I can think of a lot of great names to go into that one. And uh, since we're on the subject of outside of the ring, when you're not, you know, uh, kicking ass in the ring and and teaching the young guys and girls uh, wrestling, um, what are some of your hobbies outside of the ring? Um, really, for me, I'm a homebody. Um, okay. You know, I yeah, I mean, I as much as I love, you know, being out. I mean, I'm uh, one of my aficionados is I I love. Uh, I love dressing up and going out. Okay. Uh, I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge shirt and dress shoe guy. I <laughs> like looking good. I like, you know, looking good when I when I go out and do things. Um, but really, as a homebody, I mean, I used to be involved in video games, um, but I kind of got away from that. It just, I just don't have the time in my busy schedule to really devote um, yeah, that side. But uh, I'm very big into, uh, you know, studying a lot of things. I, I uh, when I went to college, I actually graduated with a minor in uh, history. Um, a very oh, wow. big history nut. So when I go on vacations, I like to go outside the country. I like to explore all the, uh, you know, all the things that culture has in that country. You know, for example, if I'm going to Greece, I want to go visit, you know, the Pantheon. I want to go mm. see what those structures look like. If I go to yeah. France, you know, I've gone to the Louvre. I want to study all that that old history. Um, so those are kind of the things that are really, um, you know, me outside the ring. But as, as much as I am, I love my Friday nights at home when I'm not booked. I enjoy a weekend off when I'm not booked. And I just like to, I like to get on the couch. Me and my girlfriend will order some takeout and we'll watch, uh, you know, we'll binge watch TV shows or a good movie because um, I'm a sucker for a really good TV show or a documentary. Um, so that that's my homebody, and that that kind of transfers into my character too because I. When I hear good quotes or I hear certain things that are that are said on a show or something, I usually write it down in my notebook on my phone and I'll go research it later on and say, oh, where can I use this in a promo? Where can I use this in my character? Oh, it really man. gets all with me. So, uh, yeah, I kind of combine the two, but I also know when to, uh, you know, leave Sean Donovan at the curtain, so to speak, and, <laughs> you know, have that free time with, uh, you know, my girlfriend. Uh, living the dream, man. Very, very cultured individual as well. I like that. And Mr. Donovan, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, Mr. Donovan, I wanted to ask you. You know, you kind of talked about your promos a little bit. Uh, I've really been enjoying your promos on social media. Uh, you know, your your upcoming match uh, back in the you know a couple months ago with Gacy. You had a really nice promo going into that one. Uh, same thing, nice promo going in with Danny Moff. Uh, you talked a little bit about getting some ideas from movies and TV and whatnot. Um, you talked about your in-ring philosophy. What is kind of your philosophy when putting together these very well-spoken, uh, thought-out, almost like, I don't know how to describe it, like bad guy meets intellect promo? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the, the route I go with. And uh, in, in, in evolving my character over the last uh, year or so, I've kind of, you know, I've taken a little bit, of, if people remember Bruiser Brody, he was always mm, known yes. as an intelligent monster. And if you listened the way he spoke in promos he didn't yell very much very similar to a Jake Roberts yeah I was just about to say uh, that there, yeah. uh, you know and, and I used to be the typical wrestler bad guy that would scream and yell in his promos and uh, just really going in a different direction and, and I think where a lot of that changed was uh, you know two years ago uh, WrestlePro hosted a show in Brooklyn we had Jake on uh, as a special guest and it was before the event we had some time and you know, Jake was just sitting there relaxing. No one was really going up to him and picking him, picking his brain. And 
Again, I am a, I like to use this term, I'm a whore for knowledge. So anytime there's special guests in the locker room that have been somewhere in the business, I always like to pick their brains. And I just sat down and I just asked Jake uh, a question about his, uh, his famous WrestleMania 6 promo uh, against Ted DiBiase where he used the phrase, uh, wallowing in the muck of Everest. Mm. And I had no idea that would turn into a 45-minute lecture. <laughs> oh, that's um, amazing. But, but I understood where he was coming from and the tone that he spoke, and that's what I'm bringing to the table now is speaking very eloquently but very um, to the point. Um, yeah. I study a lot of um, dark poetry. I study a lot of um, a lot of 70s rock music, Janis Joplin, you know, The Doors. Nice. A lot of lyrics of those are very dark because uh, I hate to say it, a lot of them were probably high on something. Yep, and yep, yep. <laughs> at the, but at, at the time, I guess, you know, and even Jake said that to me, you know, he was flat out honest with me when he said, when I was high, that's when I came up with the best material because my mind was just in a different state. Yeah. So I take from a lot of that. I take quotes from shows and I, I find ways to manipulate that into a promo if I can think of what a good setting would be uh, I will drive out that setting uh, and I will just I'm not one of those that plans word for word if I kind of know where I'm going with the story of the promo and I have a certain line or an analogy that I want to use um, that's usually my starting point for it and that's where I go with it gotcha. uh, but again even studying wrestling promos too I still watch Jake Roberts promos over and over again. Uh, I watch Arn Anderson, who was so real in his promos. Um, when it came to Four Horsemen promos, I thought he was the better promo than Flair. Um, oh, wow. Just, just my, my, my take and my opinion on that. Not that Flair was not great, because he was. No, we get what you're saying, Arn yeah. was the type of guy that he could speak softly, but he could command mm. uh, with those words. And then I throw in some of that, you know, off-the-wall style that I love from a Terry Funk, and I watch a lot of journeyman guys that a lot of guys today are not studying, uh, and that's where I take a lot of my in-ring and out-of-the-ring work from to be completely different, um, because these are journeymen in territories that nobody ever really paid attention to, and if people did, they would see little nuances in how they did things, and that's what I take from that to really build and continue to evolve my style of... Uh, very well said. Um, you, you brought up uh, legends like, you know, Ric Flair and Bruiser Brody and Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, who would be, uh, if you haven't worked with them yet, who would be your dream match? Wow. Um, <laughs> man, my dream match, I mean, my dream match is lots of guys, but if there is one, it would be Terry Funk. Wow, oh, good choice. Okay. Good choice. That was one of my favorites yes, growing yes, up. Uh, he is hands down to me. Uh, to me, he is the the greatest wrestler of all time. Wow! I can't blame you for but thinking that's that. Just my, but that's just my opinion on it. So I know there's a lot of different opinions of who people think is the greatest. Just to me, and, and how his work and his style, his character resonated with me. That's why I think he's the greatest. No, I'd pay to see that one, man. That'd be awesome. And, uh, you know, thank you again, Mr. Donovan, for a few minutes. We super appreciate it. Just wanted to ask you this before you got out of here. Wrestling is at an all-time high right now. We have what we call the Wednesday Night Wars. We have wrestling on almost every day of the week. What do you, you know, you've been doing it for some time, but like I said, you're riding the wave right now. What are your goals moving forward? Um, 
for me, my goal is, you know, I always like to use the phrase when I talk to young talent, I always tell them, um, it's about the journey, it's not about the destination. Uh, if you're meant to get to a destination like a large company, like a WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact, um, you'll get there. Don't stress over it, just enjoy the ride. So for me, my goal is to just continue um, making an impact, so to speak, and being able to elevate myself to uh, bigger independent platforms. Uh, I'd like to focus more on companies that are paired with streaming um, online services like Fight TV and IWTV. Um, you know, those are my goals. My goals are just to continue to get better, have the very best matches that I can possibly have, uh, and then just continue to go out there and just, you know, kill it in the ring with a bunch of other talent. Uh, I'm always very amazed by talent that I'm on shows with, and it, you know, if there's great talent on there, it forces me to want to step up my game to have the, uh, the best match on the card that I can for the position that I'm being put in. So for me, it's just to continue that journey and see where everything takes me because I want to be able to look back and reflect on all the things that I've done, including what I've done up to this point right now. So I think it's just taking it one match at a time and seeing where everything goes. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, last but not least, of course, uh, where can we find you on social media? Uh, well, I don't really do Snapchat very much, even though I have an account, but uh, <laughs> I'm not much of a Snapchatter and looking like a, a, a doll, so to speak. But uh, <laughs> yeah, cat, I'm, on, doll, I'm, on, yeah, I'm, on, I'm on Facebook. You can just find me at Sean Donovan um, on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram at SeanDonovan01. Uh, I'm actually setting up a PWT store right now, though have some stuff up in the next couple weeks uh, but people can find me on there can message me hit me up uh, you know send me a dollar for my birthday when it comes up <laughs> this summer I'll be more than happy to say thank you for it but uh, yeah that's that's where you can find me at love it and also uh, you can find of course Mr. Sean Donovan uh, the standalone heavyweight champion at standalone wrestling that's March 21st at uh, Lacey High School that's going to be a big one we're so excited for that one I think Mark Henry is going to be down there as well uh, another big mat lots of big matches there uh, of course I believe we have the show entitled whatever with Orange Cassidy <laughs> which is just the most appropriately uh, titled show and yeah. that's Wrestle Pro March 28th where uh, Mr. Donovan has the rematch uh, with LSG he's defending his silver championship uh, so lots of good Good stuff uh, in the Jersey area and Mr. Donovan thank you so much uh, for a few minutes of your time we super appreciate it hey no I really appreciate your time if anybody listening is interested in wanting to become a wrestler tell them come check out the Creative Pro New Jersey school with uh, myself Bobby Wayward and Danny Moff are the coaches at that school so come on down have a look and get your start in professional wrestling well, that's amazing people to learn from yeah thank you so much Mr. Donovan and continued success thank you so very much Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you. All right, man. We'll see you.